I think that you shape people's opinions not only by what you include to write about or air, but what you might exclude as well. And there's a lot of information out there, a lot of controversies. So I'll give you an example. Watching a particular television show that I watch regularly, they interviewed Dr. Fauci, and then a few weeks later, they interviewed Dr. Collins. Nothing wrong with what's asked, but it's a question what struck me and notable is what wasn't asked. Mm. So you know how I care about prevention. It would seem like you would ask a question about the origins of the virus. I don't know how we get to preventing this from happening again unless we're ready, willing, and able to explore all options that are plausible and possible, whether it's from nature or from a laboratory, all the options. And there's something else, Michael, that I never even heard of before, and maybe a lot of people haven't. It's referred to as GAIN, G-A-I-N, of function research. I didn't know that in labs that there are scientists that take a virus that is in animals and transmit it between animals, and they will tinker with it. They will toy with it. They will play with it to make it even more lethal. Now, scientists can say there are benefits to that, and I'd like to hear more about that, but the risk is always, from everything that I've read, that there could be a jump from animals to humans. Hmm. And as a result, there could be a pandemic. So I would really love to know from, you know, the doctors of the world like Fauci and Collins, what is the benefit that is so great that could it ever be worth the risk of a pandemic? Can we just talk to each other hmm. and present all of the information? Now, you, you brought this term up, gain of function um, research. I have to be honest with you. I had never heard of that, and I'm pretty much on top of this. And what you're saying um, sounds like um, scientists recruited to engage in biological warfare. And of course, there's this whole subset of conversation of it came from China, China's behind it. If you recall, we mm -hmm. called it the Wuhan coronavirus when it first came out, really having no idea what we were, in, what was in store for us. Um, are you suggesting that, because I can't think of any benefit of making something more lethal, animal-to-animal -animal research on a, on, on a disease to make it more lethal. I don't, I don't know what benefit that would be. Maybe I'm missing something. I certainly would like to hear more about it. But um, uh, are you suggesting that th this is Chinese biological warfare? Well, I honestly don't know. I'm just suggesting that when a TV program you know, does an interview with people like a Dr. Fauci or Dr. Collins, why not ask the question? Why not explore from the experts? You know, if Dr. Fauci had said, as apparently he did one time, we don't want to impede the creativity of scientists, we have to take a look at that and say, maybe you don't want to impede it, but maybe in a certain instance, you want to stop, you know, short of anything that could create a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that's all. It's just opening. There's so much controversy about it. Every time you open your mouth, somebody will say, but, you know, we just don't know. Yeah. We don't know where and, is the data. And there's so much politics. Later. Yeah, there's so much politics involved in this. So it's so political um, that uh, you don't know, you know, if you're stepping on somebody's political point of view or somebody's favorite candidate and, and things of that nature as well. You know, there was a lot more that I wanted to know. For example... I'll give you an example. Dr. Collins was asked if you could do something differently or NIH could do something differently, you know, 
what would it be? And, you know, he mentioned he didn't realize about vaccine hesitancy. But in the year 2020, before there even were vaccines, is there anything that we could have done? And I have real respect for people going, like, there was a hospital group in New York that said, did we put too many people on ventilators too soon? And they were going to review their policy. The head of New York City Health and Hospitals said, should we have maybe used CPAP machines before ventilators? CPAP machines are used for sleep apnea. You know, it's like, let's review it together. I don't mean antagonistically. I don't mean finger pointing. I mean, can we get together? Mm. You know, how do scientific discoveries and medical discoveries happen? Somebody might think outside of the box, you know, think in a different way. Can we just talk to each other? And the more information you have, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine called me within the 10 days, and she said to me, Claire, I never expected to get a severe case of COVID because I'm triple vaxxed. And she did. And she said, I wish I had known more about what to do for it. And so two years later, she felt unprepared. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with for the last two years from March 2020, having, I would create the Healthy American Plan to prevent you from, you know, getting really sick, um, called the Happy Plan or whatever. But there was nothing wrong with putting some emphasis on diet and nutrition, exercise, supplements, therapies, early intervention. There was a study that just came out from Israel, like in the last week, about vitamin D3 and the correlation between vitamin D3 deficiency and COVID-19 severity. But somebody told me that, a healthcare professional, back in March 2020. So these are things, if you know about, you can talk to your doctor about it. I think that kind of information is helpful. Well, this kind of information is out there if only people will go for it. And if it, if more of it were in back to your um, comment on the media, that um, often doesn't present the entire picture. Uh, and this goes on in all political discourse these days. People cherry pick that which makes uh, the bias of their show or their network um, or their news organization that it confirms or affirms uh, the way the audience feels. And, and this is very, very negative syndrome, and it, and it causes everything to become political. But what you said is true for a lot of yeah. things. And um, in conclusion, uh, I just want to say uh, that you're, you're right on the money, and, and very, very intelligent people over the years have echoed this, that a major plank of, of the American, of the world, health care, you know, uh, position should be prevention uh, and and we should be teaching this and talking about it but the reality is so much of disease is prevention last word is just something at different point the covid relief bill there was just a study i got a study a report that there was maybe a hundred billion dollars of fraud related to it and a secret service agent who's in charge said can we stop fraud will we no and it's like your mind it's boggling that Again, prevention. How do we prevent a good bill, COVID relief? We're going to help people, but then we can't prevent $100 billion from going to fraud. If this was a real business, a small business, a large business, it could not tolerate that kind of fraud. But what do we do about it? Where's the apology? Where's people being appalled that that much money could get wasted? And so I think prevention... You know, it's like the electric grid. For a lot less than $100 billion, you know how I feel about securing the grid. We could have secured our electric grid. 
And that is important for our health and well-being, you know, of our nation. And right now, with Russia possibly going into Ukraine, we hope and pray it doesn't happen, but there's talk about will they do, you know, a cyber attack first. So that's how I think prevention when it comes to your own personal health and well-being, prevention when it comes to the well-being of our nation.